You are listening to Your Word on the Way. We trust the Word of God to encourage you, comfort you, and even challenge you as you grow in your walk with the Lord. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast. Thanks again for joining us for Your Word on the Way. Welcome to, to your, oh. <laughs> welcome to your Bible study. Uh, this is the one that we look at. Most I'll give of the time. Mary one job to do. <laughs> is it crooked? It is crooked, but I don't care. You're gonna feel like you're sliding the whole time. Do you know why? Because do you want me to straighten it a little bit? Try. Hold on, let me see. Does it look Does it look crooked to you here? I don't think so. Not really. I mean, but I'm over here. But when I look at that phone, I sure it do. It looks crooked think it looks i mean it looks fine whatever whatever i can fix it or try to fix it i feel like it's still blurry hello welcome how you doing everybody (laughs) great thanks for asking how are you uh good we have a very special birthday coming up oh this week um vanessa's turning uh, 29 i was trying to say like a fun name for uh, Vanessa's turning Glamma 2.0. Glamma 2.0. One, well, one point, oh. oh, I wish I like. I wish we knew how to like put a picture on the side. I know how. Oh, it just is so annoying. I would I would put a picture of the baby so you can see my little grandson, whom I miss very much. I want to kiss him a thousand times. He's so cute. I mean, I saw him just a few days ago, but still, I'm gonna eat him. Uh, yeah, so my birthday is this Friday. She has to constantly remember, remind me, remember, remind me. And it's, it has nothing to do with my age, right? It's just I don't think about my birthday. No, you just don't care about yourself. The way she says things, it just goes, I, di- I mean, I didn't mean it like that. It goes, but oh. I didn't mean it like that. I would put up a picture, but you know. He is so stinking cute. He's our little Isaiah. So how does it like feel Jamie. being a grandmother? It is still. Um, How does it feel looking like a a young a youngin, but and being in youth ministry and being a grandmother? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't. It's still so crazy. Like I I almost feel like it's still so not real. Like it's so so crazy that I am a grandmother that my oldest has a baby. Uh, it is. It's just crazy. Really, really crazy. Mm-hmm. Tell us what else you want to let us know. Go ahead, start us off. Are you glad that basketball season is over? Oh, I thought you were putting up a picture. I'm gonna. Oh, you're trying. You're trying to do that. Am I glad that basketball season's over? Um. So yeah, my youngest son and my daughter, the one right above him, she and him, they both do basketball. Am I happy that basketball is almost over? Absolutely. However, we're putting them into something right after that, so it doesn't oh, really okay. matter. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Um, but keeping them in sports, keeping them out of trouble, teaching them some. What are you doing? I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to do that. You know, we're trying to learn new things. If anybody wants to come and help us out, just let us know. Just let us know. But it's always fun to watch your kids in a sport. It's not fun when you're driving all around and having to make it to all their games. And then also do ministry and live life and blah 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 so all right let's see all this for baby isaiah let's see if it freezes <gasps> the computer oh there he is look at that the papas look at the baby 
don't you want to kiss him? Don't. You can't. He's mine. You can't. He's mine. Okay. Um, but look at that. Look at that face, guys. Oh my gosh. He's just perfect. Look at the eyes. He has light eyes, like my son. And he looks a lot. He has some features of my Why son. He's smaller. I mean, his face like that is perfect. Oh, he left. I don't. But he also has a lot of features of his mom. And so that was my baby. That was my love. Okay, one more time. There he is. Oh, the baby. You could. I just want to. What make you smaller? Oh, that will make you smaller. Ah, <laughs> look at he's so cute. He is so adorable. Don't they look alike? Uh, no. <laughs> He resembles. He looks like Jamie. He resembles his mom mostly. He has some of my son in him, but he looks like the beautiful wife. So, happy birthday on Friday! We're gonna have a blast. Yes, we are. God, I gotta. I wanna go. We're leaving. We're leaving. Pittsburgh. We're we're gonna see you soon. This mom needs a break. This mom needs a break. Um, I'm glad that she also has a birthday now because I need a break too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Um, so, okay, today we're talking about tips for godly parenting, and the reason why this is on my heart, let's, I, I don't know how much of our notes we'll get into, this may be several part series, um, but I've felt recently, uh, the Lord speaking to me about, uh, lessening my children's intake of, and participation with electronics, and so it's a little difficult, It's a little difficult. Well, like you um, said, poquito, because times difficult. are different now. You can't just send your kids outside like you used to years ago when electronics weren't a big thing. So times are different now. You know, you can't just send them to go to the park that's five blocks no, away. No, you can't. You, you can't trust the world anymore like that. So it's hard. So you need to figure out if you're going to say no to electronics. Okay, so when they have to stop something, you got to give them something else to pick up. Yes. And so it you now have to become creative on what what is the other thing so that they don't sit there. And I don't know what the other thing is. Do you know why? Away. Do you know why I don't know what the other thing is? Because when we were younger, even in my generation, and I, you know, I was young not too long ago, everybody, um, we were able to go outside and play. Like, you left in the summer, you could leave. Even in my generation. Hours. You could leave in the afternoon or the morning and not come back till it was the, my, I think my dad would be like, when you see the street lamps, come on, get inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, so crazy. You went outside and you spent the day outside Mm -hmm. and now it's hard because it's not safe to send your kids out and not know where they're going, Mm -mm. not know where they're going to be, not. And then even if you would, you would send them with a cell phone if you would, Mm -hmm. because then, you know, at least they can get a hold of me. Um, but now in this day and age, the cell phones are like, it's so helpful because we feel like we need it for safety reasons, mm-hmm. but it is so dangerous. It is it is so dangerous for a world full of information yes. to be at a child's fingertips and a world full of sin to be at a child's fingertips and not for nothing. The industries that use this technology are getting rich 
off of pushing the right thing at the right time. And so this is, this is a studied skill Yeah. on how to get somebody drawn in, whether it's like, you know, drawn in just for advertisement purposes or drawn in so that you get hooked and you start paying for stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it is, you know, you see a trailer of a show on your, like, say you're looking through something, you could see a trailer for a show and you go, oh, it's only on Netflix. Uh, Maybe we should get Netflix. Mm -hmm. I know my girls have said that. I don't remember what show it was, but there was like a show that my daughters were wanting to watch and it was only on Netflix. And so they were like, oh, we need Netflix. And and for a moment we were like, okay, it's a good show. They like it. And we had Netflix for a little bit. And then I'm like, this is stupid. This is so stupid. For one show. I think I saw something one day that I was like, oh, this might be interesting. And I looked at it and then I was like, I'm not getting... I don't watch TV. Uh-huh. Like what I suddenly would start watching a lot of TV just because of this one preview. Yeah. But that is at our children's fingertips to help that's, protect them. That's like the least to at our children's fingertips. That is. Yeah, that's of course. The least. Yeah. I mean, there's other things where, you know, we see nowadays how many people are struggling with identity, struggling with confidence and mm. self-esteem, but it's because at their fingertips they're seeing all throughout social media, you know, girls. Filters. Yeah. Girls half naked, girls with certain bodies, you know, makeup this way, looking that way, dressing like this, this name brand, like all these different things they're seeing yeah. on, on YouTube, social media, you know, whatever it is. So it's it's too easy for our kids to see all that stuff. It is way too easy. And then not not let it get to their minds and play with their heads. So that's what I was feeling when I was, I was praying one day and it's almost like I got a warning yeah. from God. Um, just about the, the amount of exposure that can happen just because of, of iPad, iPhone, whatever, um, access to YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, thinking, you know, has something happened? And I, I went and I looked through my son, all of his history and everything and nothing had happened. And I went, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit for the, the heads up the, uh, it's not worth it. No. I mean, maybe it is. I mean, it's not worth it. It's so hard to do life without these things mm-hmm. uh, because our world, uh, we're surrounded by mm-hmm. social media and phones, electronics, TV, Nintendos, all that stuff, at least for children. We're surrounded by it. It's so hard to do life without it. But we were actually called to be in this world and not be of it. Yep. And so there is a strategy from heaven on how to live a godly life, how to raise godly children, how to be a Christ-centered family. Yeah. Um, we were listening. Vanessa sent me a, a sermon from Craig Grushel, something like that. Something like that. And he was just saying how you could be a Christian family or you could be a Christ-centered family. Yeah. And Christian family is like, I do the church stuff. Mm-hmm. And Christ-centered family is Christ is at the center yeah. of everything you that are we do. parenting with a purpose. That's mm. what he was saying. You are parenting with oh, a purpose. That feels like it's a little bit of conviction. Well, the thing, the th- why it's hard sometimes to parent without uh the stuff that we had uh, when we were children Mm -hmm. is because you then have to be actively involved in not just segments of your child's day but all of your child's day the entire day the the whole day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I need a break sometimes. I'm, I'll be honest. That is why I turned to, oh, yeah, go ahead and turn on the TV for an hour. Go ahead and, yes, uh, go on your iPad and play a game. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because it is hard to be intricately involved to and present. them the whole time to, you know, it, it's almost like help help get their minds and their brains turning. Yes. You be the one that's doing all that. But if it's not us, someone else is. And that's what it is. That's yes. what, that's what we're realizing. If it's not us being the ones that are, you know, activating their brains and entertaining them yes. and investing in them, someone else is. And they're they are being polluted some other way. Yes, they are. And so it is hard. Uh but I was I was telling her not that what was it the other day, so now we let it was probably an hour ago. It was ago. probably yesterday. No, I'm just uh, since <laughs> it was an hour we, ago. She the Lord gave her this word, and we both have young kids, and so I go, I'm not gonna be stupid. Like no, we are right. too closely connected for me to go. Oh, that's your problem. You right. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to be stupid if the Lord spoke to her about this. I'm like, well, then let me put my foot down with my son. Let me make sure my girls, like everybody is being, you know, mindful of the time they're spending on social media, not social media, on their electronics. On electronics, guys. We're not in the 19th, or are we in the 19th century? No, we're, (laughs) we're not like back in the day where you had to really conserve your energy. It's electronics. They're everywhere. But this is this is the instruction so, of the Lord. Now in my house, you know, my youngest can only go on electronics on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So is that also <laughs> TV? Um, is my question. So the thing with my son is he is not TV is not that big of a deal for him anymore. So I can't. It doesn't even matter with the TV. He. I'm, I'm just curious. For you, that much. So do you have it on? Like you have it on in the background. It. Once in a blue. Once in a blue, yeah. We're not a huge TV um, family except for Benjamin. He could live off of the television. Oh. Um, but he's... Like, for whatever reason, I could... Once in a while, like, if I'm cooking dinner and I really need you to, like, give me a moment to focus on a thing... Yeah. And I can't focus on you, I'll go put on a show. Yeah. And he can only have one channel on. He knows there's no YouTube in our house. There's... And there's... I'm not saying this is for every kid, but for my kid, I know that YouTube changes him. Mm-hmm. And so for him, I go, I don't want, and it could be. And Nintendo changes Benjamin. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. A hundred. Her son is a whole new person. But anyway, <laughs> he'll watch TV sometimes if I needed him to. Yeah. But I, it doesn't even care about, he doesn't care about it though. So it wouldn't so, even be a thing, like a big deal if I was like, I'm taking the TV from you. So for, for the viewer's sake. <laughs> when you say no electronics, it means Monday through Friday, no like no iPad, no video games, no, tablets. no Switch, mm-hmm. or no tablets, um, no no Nintendo Switch, none of that stuff. It is you figure out how to entertain yourself. You have race cars, you have tracks, you have coloring books, you have books you can read, yeah, um, painting. Whatever. I tell my I tell Samuel, you have your thumbs, you could twiddle them. Well, she only says that once he's had, like, provoked that. He asks me over and over and over and over and over again, what can I do? And I tell him the list, like you just said. And then he goes, but what can I do? And I go, you've got two thumbs. Go sit down and twiddle them. And then he goes, what does that mean? Yeah. So for now, uh, that means our house looks a little bit different than I'm used to. So would you say this is harder for Jeshua or is this harder for you? 
it is harder for me yeah it is a hundred percent harder for me i this is why i need to go away for vanessa's um birthday because it is hard i like i have to make a choice to go you he he now wants to paint instead of you I'm so, I'm so we're playing, sorry we're playing footsie he now wants to paint on a, a construction paper like this big not this big this big <laughs> and he's like mom look at this mom look at this come here look at this see this look at what the colors i made when i put these two paints together did it and it's like i need to be there then i can't yes i cannot walk away as much um i need to be there and then now i have to clean paint that is on the walls on the floor on the kitchen island uh, I was going to say just the other day, she spent a lot of time um, taking care of my hardwood floors because she's just mm. all I didn't tell her to. She's just awesome like that. She no, wanted I, to. I saw a problem and I thought maybe I can I know how to fix it. But normally when it's in her house and I see a problem and I go, I think I could fix that. I break it. So yesterday was a success. Success. Yesterday was a success. So my son, now that he's doing, you know, having fun inside the house without any electronics, I have to now suck it up. And there are things that are going to happen to the home. Yes. That I'm, I like to have my whole first floor completely clean. What happens in your bedroom, I'll let you get away with it for a few days. What happens in the basement, in the play... Well, that's not the playroom anymore. But I'll let it I'll let it go for a few days. But my first floor, please let it be a peaceful, clean area. It's not like that no more. Because now my son is on, isn't on electronics during Monday to Thursday. So now I have scuff marks. From his hoverboard. Is that how you say it? Hoverboard? hoverboard. Scuff marks all over our hardwood floors. My husband was like, what you let him do? I oh. was like, listen. <laughs> listen. He's not on electronics. He's not on electronics. You're at work. So is I'm dealing. But I have to deal with these scuff marks all over the hardwood floors now because what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I um, didn't tell you that when I got home yesterday, uh, so my kids... They don't love to play with each other because Benjamin really <coughs> loves to play play. And Samuel loves to either sit and do nothing or I have to really, really engage with him. That's it's just so strange because Samuel kind of gives you the feel of a teenager. He's like, I'm too cool for you. But really, <coughs> co come and help me find that that one Lego. Um, like, I can't be by myself doing Legos. But when I got home yesterday, Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There were Pringles all on the floor at the bottom of the, uh, at the playroom, the playroom stairs, at the, on the floor, the carpeted floor, all over. Why do they have Pringles? Wait till you, wait till you find out. So I had been in my office and I was walking on my treadmill and I was reading. <laughs> um, guys, it's just. I was reading, um, I was reading a book, uh, Miracle Seed Faith by oral roberts so i'm reading walking on this and then uh you know they they saw the the pringles they were very excited because they loved them and you know then we went to church and then i came over to your house so when we come home i see pringles all over the floor and i go what happened and ben goes it was sammy's idea no and i said and then samuel goes well, he told me to. So there's a confession. Everybody write confession in the comments. They were putting the Pringles on the railing and sliding it down, trying to catch it in their mouths. Of all things, you can do it yourself, though. And that was what they chose to do. 
so I, guess I can't be mad at you know painting <laughs> this you could choke at painting what no i'm saying i guess oh I no be mad at the painting no i mean you could be oh uh, yeah and then the other thing that benjamin did was bite a lollipop in half and swallow the whole thing i heard him almost choking i was like what <laughs> what is wrong with you guys um so electronics are no longer our children's teachers and we are becoming more engaged in parenting um our parents were able to send us out and then they had that two hours five hours six hours to straighten up the house to cook to To do whatever to breathe you don't have that luxury now and so you need you need the empowerment from holy spirit more than ever Mm -hmm. you don't have the luxury of setting your kids and forget it Mm -hmm. it life is not what it used to be yeah and so you've got to tap in right in the comments i gotta tap in you gotta tap in mario said i'm sorry i missed it i missed the start restart for me oh my you You, you could tune back to the beginning uh let me channel my inner jonathan watch the broadcast uh Uh, you, you've got to tap in. Mm-hmm. You've got to tap into the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Cause if you don't, you're either going to let the world raise your children or you're going to let the world raise your children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I felt it from the Lord about the electronics earlier. Uh, I don't need my son to go to hell mm-hmm. because I wanted him to have tablet time because I couldn't engage with him for that hour. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. Mm-mm. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in our study, we'll go over a couple things and maybe just make some comments. We, we might have to break this into 15 different parts um, and give you some <coughs> practical tips on how to, how to walk forward. we're still learning. I don't know anything, so please don't. T- I don't know. I'm still learning. All four of my kids are different, and I'm trying to learn from mistakes, learn from people uh-huh. around me. Um, the mistakes of others when yeah. people give you wisdom that's mm-hmm. the whole book of proverbs or even when you see believers who have adult children who uh are still love still following the lord yeah still serving god still serving god that's a blessing i go yeah that is what i want from for me and my family and yeah. so i'm gonna try to learn from them so i'm still learning and i'm still trying to figure things out i feel like what affects uh joshua is not quite what affects my girls or even my oldest so, you know, they're different. What happened? Sorry, I'm just trying to fix these. Oh, so up. I'm still learning, but these are some tips that we've learned. Uh, maybe we'll give you some practicals uh, at some point in time on uh, maybe even like motherhood, getting your kids to church on time, what to do with your kids who don't want to go to church, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. We'll do that in a couple of weeks. But um, first, I would say uh, a tip for godly parenting is... Um, exposure matters exposure matters and i'm gonna say it to you this way whenever you hear at least a couple years before even before covid whenever you hear of somebody like hey i'm gonna homeschool my kids because you know it's just it's crazy at school the the rebuttal from people often always i is, get it i used to get it all the time it's so funny well, nowadays you? they don't anymore now they don't yeah mm-hmm. so, something has shifted mm-hmm. the very first rebuttal is well don't you want to like expose them to like the real world you don't want to keep them in a bubble you don't want to shelter them mm-hmm. that is the point of a godly parent yeah. to be a shelter to your children mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It says in the word that uh, 
I'll abide in the shelter I was just thinking of that. the wings of the Almighty. I was like, if he's supposed to be a shelter to us. But but please, no. Please don't don't shelter me, God. F- fool. Mm-mm. That's a that's foolish. You would never go to God. Now, listen, Lord, I don't want to be sheltered. No. Mm-mm. You would be like, let me let me run into the name of the Lord that's a strong tower mm-hmm. where I could run and be safe. Mm-hmm. Let me go and abide under the shelter of his wings. Yeah. Let me provide a place and space for my children where they are sheltered from the elements, where they're sheltered from the ways of this world, where there is a safe place for them to live and grow up and learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but like, don't you want to expose them to the world? No. Mm-hmm. I think when you say shelter, I think people look at that word and they don't realize what that that word really means. At least I would think spiritually. Yeah. Because when you read the Bible, it's not like it's all roses and all sweet, sweet words to his children. Mm-mm. It's not. And so when he when he shelters us, it is I'm going to shelter you and protect you. But I am also letting you know that there is an enemy. Yeah. Who comes to steal, kill and destroy. He it's not all like. I love you throughout the whole Bible and that's it. Right. So when we shelter our kids, it's not all like mommy loves you. So you better just stay here because I love you. Mm -mm. I love you. It is mommy loves you. I'm here to protect you. And there is an ugly world out there that I want to build you up strong enough to be able to stand when the enemy comes like a flood or, you know, to still kill and destroy. Yeah. When you shelter them, you're giving them your love, but you're also educating them, letting them know education that's really good you're letting them know yeah and that's exactly what the lord did with the bible he's telling us he's our shelter but he's also saying there's an enemy let me let you know let me let you know what's out there and if you let me be your shelter you'll have the strength you need to overcome yes so that's what we what i feel like when we shelter that's what we're doing yeah but people look at that word like it's uh when you shelter your children um and protect them from certain things i think people look at it and they go this is equivalent to them locking them in a basement Uh. in a dark basement and it's like a cult Mm -mm. that is that's how some people look at it like wait a second you won't let your kid uh, do sleepovers like don't you feel like you're being a little like hard and then what happens when your kid gets violated what happens when your kid gets introduced to a drug? Yeah. And you weren't there. Yep. What happens then? You know, what do you have to say yes. for that then? Or, uh, you know, you, you hear of, you hear bad stories. These are, you know, they're kids. Their minds are not fully developed. They go to a sleepover and mm-hmm. here it was, oh, they these girls were planning to jump the girl. Yep. And like, this has happened where uh, these, like, a group of girls will beat up a girl all night long and like sometimes they end up in death mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to ex- like put fear into you but what i'm trying to say is you you for a sleepover that's not worth it for a sleepover and we're not talking about 18 year olds Mm-mm. we're talking about your kids we're talking about your children mm-hmm. they can't defend themselves Mm-hmm. They don't. They can't use their brains, mm-hmm. you know, because they still don't know how to load the dishwasher. Um, they're not fully developed cognitively, and they're not fully developed and mature spiritually. So, really, how much do you want to expose them? You talk about not letting them have social media. You can expose them when they have the tools. Yes, 
and they know how to use the tools mm -hmm. and they're skilled and they've practiced it with you. We all make the comments about our children seeing things that they shouldn't be seeing on social media, seeing mm -hmm. things that they shouldn't be seeing on the internet because that's exposure. So this is all exposure. If we know that we don't want to expose our kids to certain things, then what is it? What is wrong with saying that? So I'm homeschooling you because I don't want to expose you to certain things. Right. It's it's all the same thing. What's the difference? Yeah. One thing that um, I think I saw one of our women from the church uh, like posted a photo of them ministering in the nursery mm -hmm. and just said how much they love like ministering to these little like the toddlers. I was like, all grace to you, girl, because I ain't ministering to no toddler. I need my, I, mm -mm. good, you have the grace for it. But um, somebody wrote as a comment, you're brainwashing them. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got to thinking about that, and I'm like, what do you think that you do when you tell your kid, it's okay, yeah, you could, you could try, just try a sip of your beer mm -hmm. you know when you're at family parties and these younger kids are around you smoking around you drinking and you're like no try it go ahead um or you have them go to sports and have them practice five times a week or three times a week or you have them go to uh you know you have them root for this specific team there is brainwashing, which really it's just training in the way that you want your child to go. Mm -hmm. um, there's brainwashing happening in every Everything. sphere of life. Mm -hmm. And so it's really called training. Yeah. And what would you rather train your child up in... To live a moral life. Right. Like what a shame. What a shame. To live what an honest, moral life. If worse came to worse and God wasn't real, which mm -hmm. we absolutely know that he is, but if worse came to worse and God wasn't real, they lived knowing that they were loved mm -hmm. or feeling that they were loved and lived abiding by moral uh, moral ways, mm -hmm. like living in, in integrity with character, mm -hmm. um, not killing people. Uh, but obviously we know God, God is real and so that's not even a thing. But uh, that's a horrible thing. So exposure matters. Yeah. Who you expose your... The family members that they're around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it, if it goes beyond your boundary of what you're comfortable with as a Christian believer, um, if, it, if it goes against your beliefs, whatever it is, then it, it needs to not be a thing for you. They need to not be exposed to that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so... I just like... Family members was just the first thing that came to my mind. They're not the only ones... Um, but if there's a, if there's any type of relationship friends that you go, I don't really know if they should be around them. Yeah. There's certain kids that you gotta, you gotta separate them. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you have to be careful what your children are being exposed to. And, you know, we talked about it extensively about electronics. You, you have to many years ago, the statistic was the first sighting that a child sees of pornography is is averaged around nine years old. And that was like a 20 years ago study. It's probably much younger now. It's, so it's probably much younger. And for what? Mm-hmm. To have, you know. To have your, your peace time, to have someone else entertain your kids so that you can have a moment to breathe, only to cause you even greater heartache and pain in the future. Yeah. Because you're opening doors for all kinds of things. Yeah. Um. It's not worth it. 
Somebody says for boys, um, I can't remember the exact words, but I think it was like, uh, you need to entertain and employ them. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things. Uh, or maybe it's exhaust and employ. I can't remember, but like... I think you do need to exhaust them, though. Boys, boys, at least from my perspective, and I can tell you, like, they they need to be exhausted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, stuck them in front of a computer screen to learn school, or we've stuck them in a classroom for eight hours a day to learn there. But that's n- that's not how men were built. No. Men, you know that. You like a challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, you've, you've got to learn, you've got to learn the ways that, that God can show you for your child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Expose them to the right things is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just like, don't expose them to the wrong things, expose them to the right things. So I feel like sometimes in, in ministry or in church settings, sometimes people keep their kids behind and they don't bring them to those certain church events or ministry go ahead say that and so you leave your kids behind so that you can have your thing you can have your church moment yeah you can have it in peace or whatever it is and you leave them behind and then you are also the one that at when they're at home you leave them on their devices yeah what is and you don't know what they're doing and i mean that sometimes i have to be mindful because we are very busy people very. and i have to go wait a minute where is my child how are they spiritually yeah what have they what have I've done to be with them spiritually mm-hmm. to have that spiritual connection with them? Yeah. And so I know I have to sometimes even like slow down and be like, OK, like we need to f- do something. We need to do a family devotional, like a, an intense study of have I, I made it. To- have I made a space for them to grow spiritually? Mm hmm with me. And so yeah. like if they have a question because they're going to because I still have questions about the Bible. <laughs> So if they have a question about the Bible, they don't just give up and go, I don't know what that means. So, oh, well, forget it. Yeah, I I can be there to go. Let's figure this out together. But a lot of times it's very easy for us to like leave them behind because we need to be at that woman's conference. Leave them behind because we need to go here. We yeah. have to do this. We were asked to minister here and leave our kids behind. And then we come back tired and then we let them be on their devices again again yeah and then we're losing our kids and 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 if you're ministering somewhere a lot of the times you need time beforehand to prepare for that ministry mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it if you don't learn to integrate this into your everyday life all the time every day and have pockets of god uh, when you're walking on the road, when you're, you know, sitting at the table, yeah. when you're driving, all of that stuff. If you don't have Christ in the center of everything, you will lose out. Yeah. And your children won't even know who he is mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you've you've got to go to the ministry. You wonder event. how how did that happen in scripture where there's generations then who don't know God? And I'm mm. like, how does that happen? How how yeah. does this generation not know God? How do this whole group, you know group of people not know god when all of their fathers were believers and followers like how did we not talk about him yeah were we not were you guys not discussing him at the table did you not open up your eyes and go thank you lord for this day did you not pray with them before they go to bed yeah and so it's that easy for a generation to forget god yeah it's that easy for you know your kids to just think life can go on without him yes 
and you have to make sure no understand he is life he is it that's he it is life yes this is what we need to under, we need to make sure we are teaching our children no yeah. he is life there is no life without him yeah. everything else is a joke it's fake it's an imitation you think you're living life but it's not yeah. and so he is life how how is it that people can let their kids lose that and it's because we've given their their attention to something we've allowed their attention to go to something else yeah and we we provide i'm just thinking about this because uh, the one day i think it was benjamin he was like oh where's my bible and i was like does my six-year-old have a bible <laughs> I'm sure he does. He does, but it was, you know, it's his brother's that was handed down to him. And it's not, it's not like in his room where it's accessible. Uh, uh-huh. It's like, I have it with the other Bibles that oh, he, okay. he wouldn't just pick up and yes. then read it like mm-hmm. the other books that are in his room. Yeah. And so I, I, I felt convicted because I have accessible to him things that will stroke the flesh. Yeah. But yeah. not accessible to him. Like, it's so hard to get on, on um, uh, right now media to watch Bible Man or watch whatever. Mm-hmm. Or he'll have to, he used to have to say, how do you spell Bible Man? Yeah. He knows how to click and click. And the first shiny, colorful show that's there, he knows how to click that. How do you spell Bible Man? So I could put it in to watch it. So those things are super accessible to our kids. And then I realized, I was like, oh, his Bible is not accessible to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we read it together. Yeah. Um, through my Bible, but Samuel has one next to his bedstand that he can open up and read. When mm-hmm. I say, hey, go, you know, go read your Bible. Yeah. You also can have your own time with God, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ben was like, well, where's my Bible? And I was like, thank you. That moment when you realize I failed. <laughs> yeah. I am winning. We're winning at life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you you have to expose your children to the right things as well. Be careful what you're exposing to them in the, in the wrong sense. And then make sure that you're exposing them to the right things. So your ministry event, bring them with you. Have them with you. The prophet Isaiah often mm-hmm. brought his child with him. Mm-hmm. Like God told him to. Not everything we because I'm thinking there are a few things that they say to kids can't go. I understand that. But you also know that there are many things your kids can go to. Uh, when I was going to the worship night just recently, I was like, um, oh, this would be something that like I, I'm not ministering. So it's not like I have to worry. That's the thing is it stinks because sometimes you got to worry about like if I put my kids on the front pew, mm-hmm. are they going to go and disappear or is somebody going to come up and talk to them mm-hmm. and lure them away? Because, mm-hmm. you know, people, they're friendly. They do. They'll be like, oh, I'm just I like they took them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not cool. Um, that stuff happens when you have to be occupied. Yeah. And so that's the part that is, that's hard to navigate. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't ministering anywhere. I was like, oh, I could bring them with me. And I told Vanessa, I was like, tell me how Benjamin's standing there during worship. And he don't do that at our church. He don't do that at our church. And his mom's a worship leader at our church. He don't do that at our church. She's the one that's leading worship at our church. I was recording the people up there, and then I looked down, and I was like, uh, but those, those types of things are great, mm-hmm. because then you're with your kid, and I'm modeling to him yeah. what what to do in that moment. It's not and like- And you're exposing him yeah. to that. 
Yes. Instead of him being exposed to other things that can really destroy him. Now, my older one, I said, get up off your butt and stand. And then I looked at this one and he's he's worshiping, has his hand lifted. And and then this one who's never tired, all of a sudden needed to take a nap on the pew. Uh-huh. I was oh, like, yeah, Adam, yeah. Jesus, help me. Yeah. Uh, but they're all things that God can help us with. Amen. Amen. Number two is Samson's parents. I think his name was, the father was Manoah. Um, an angel of the Lord came to the mother and said, you're going to be with child. Uh, it's very interesting because a lot of women of God, uh, in the old Testament struggled with barrenness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we got all of our, you know, the ancestors from, which is very, very cool to see that God did so many miracles with childbirth back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the angel said, you're going to be with child. And, uh, I think either the mom or the dad, goes to the i think the the dad in the second exchange goes to the angel and says what rules must govern this child was Mm -hmm. it the mom or was it the dad do you know lord please let the man come back to us again and give us more instructions it was the is the dad the dad is manoah yeah then manoah prayed to the lord saying lord please let the man of god come back to us again and give us more instructions about this son who is to be born and then this one again. Yep. And so then the asking, angel comes back and verse 12. When your words come true, what kind of rules should govern the boy's life and work? Wow. Hey, Liz, Ben is so funny, but he needs he needs the Holy Ghost. Amen. We all do, right? Uh, yeah. So he says, what what rules? So the dad, so the dad goes to the angel of the Lord and says, when your words come true. Amen. The birth of this baby. That's faith. When your words come true, what kind of rules should govern the boy's life and work? So this father asks the angel of the Lord, "How? what kind of rules do you want me to have for this child you're giving me? And that's what you need to do for your child. You know how everybody says all kids are different? You can see that. What happened? Okay. It's just funny how the angel of the Lord replied, be sure your wife follows the instructions I gave her. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just funny. Like I already told, I already told y'all what to do. Listen, just listen to what I already said. Uh-huh. No, what what was funny to you though? No, it's it. just funny. I'm trying to remember his story. Cause the angel tells the woman, uh-huh. you must not, uh, there, no wine must touch, touch your jo- child's lips. He must never cut his hair. Yeah. He's gonna be a Nazarite. Mm-hmm. You should not eat grapes either. Um, which shows like it matters what you ingest yeah. and what happens in you to the, for the sake of your child, even when you're pregnant. But anyway, like God knew before doctors did, but then, uh, then the man's like, well, I like, I need to know the instructions and, mm-hmm. and goes against it. And then the angel repeats it. That's awesome. Um, but what instructions must govern my child father because mm-hmm. all of our ch- children are so you can have three children three of them okay benny you have three children and all of them are different yes mm-hmm. and some of them so drastically different that you'd be like who raised you mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and you don't have to beat yourself up about nope. it or maybe but you don't have to uh <laughs> maybe because adam and eve had the best they did have the best. They had the absolute best. And why they um, made the decisions that they made, who knows? Uh, sometimes 
we do make poor decisions and sometimes we've messed up yeah and we by the grace of god he can make all things new he can turn everything around you're not sunk right you know you're not sunk um nothing is ever hopeless but sometimes we do make poor decisions yeah and sometimes it is just the free will of a, of a person. Yes. It is the free will of a person. But you need to give your child the best chance. You need to train them up in the way they should yes. go. And this is how you know how to train them. That's basically what he's doing. Yeah. Okay, how do you want me to train them? What is it that I'm supposed to specifically know for this child? What do I need to know for Samuel, Benjamin? What do I need to know for Isaiah, Gianna, Karina? It keeps going. I'm so sorry. Joshua. <laughs> but... Father, what are the instructions you have for each one of these kids? How would you like me to raise them? What is it that I need to do to be able to shape them and mold them to be who you've created and called them to be? Yeah. That's what he's doing. Yep. Mario just said, yeah, LOL, Gianna and Karina. They're polar op opposites. Her two girls are completely different. One likes to sit and read books and the other one doesn't. No. She she one, likes to be doing stuff or I don't even know. I think she's a mixture of a lot of things. One is a a gentle, compassionate, sometimes pushover. And the other one will push you over to make sure that you understand what you're supposed to be doing right now. And understand that she can push you over. <laughs> like, you get it right. They're, they're so different. And every child is different. And not just on how to raise them, but also how to empower them and enable them to live God's God's purpose for that specific Which is, child. Yeah, it's an, an individual thing. Yes, there mm -hmm. is. Uh, God has created each of our children different. I'm different from her, even though we think very much alike. We have two very distinct purposes in God. Like we're we're not the same in God's eyes as far as. Um, his calling for us mm -hmm. like he has he has placed specific things in you that i cannot do and mm -hmm. vice versa mm -hmm. and that's why it's like beneficial for the body because then you come together and you can do the whole work um but god god put a specific identity and purpose in your child and so you've got to govern them and instruct them uh and empower them and enable them to do what God has called them to do and yeah. raise them up to be. Mm -hmm. uh, if Mordecai went to Esther and was like, hey, I want you to lead the Israelites. She wasn't born for that at that moment. She was born for the such a time as this as to go into the king yeah. and to possibly sacrifice her life. Like yeah. it, the calling looked different. Yeah. Mm hmm. Because yeah. the need was different. And yeah. so our, our need is so different nowadays yeah. than it was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so the instructions for our children look much different than they did 20 years ago. Uh, does it say that Samson was born to fight? Like, was he was he born to... Where is it that talks about Samson? He was supposed to be... He was supposed to be a rescuer of the Israelites. Like, that is what... I ju it just makes me wonder if the way these instructions that God gave the mom and dad was so that it made him be this fighter. It made him be this rescuer. Like God gave Samson, these parents specific instructions for this child because yeah. he knew that this child was going to be a rescuer. Yeah. And so there are specific instructions that apply only to what God has called you to do. Yeah. And so we need to ask the Lord. Yes. Like, Lord, what are the instructions? That's why he said he must not eat grapes or raisins or drink wine because he needed his body to be strong, his mind to be strong, to be that rescuer that he was created to be. 
The Lord's messenger appeared to the woman and said to her, even though you've been unable to become pregnant and haven't given birth, you are now pregnant. You are now pregnant uh-huh. and will give birth to a son. Now be careful not to drink wine or brandy or to eat anything that is ritually unclean because you are pregnant and will give birth to a son. Don't allow the razor to shave his head because the boy is going to be a Nazarite for God from birth. He'll be the one who begins Israel's rescue from the power of the Philistines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He will be the one. Judges 13, 3 through 5. Yeah. And so these instructions apply to what God was calling him to do. Yes. We need to protect his body. We yeah. need to protect his mind because he's about to be the one to rescue them. Yeah. And so God's got to give us instructions for whatever it is our children are called to do. Yeah. In and out the church. Yep. Whatever it is. Uh, and we- I, I tell, I tell uh, Samuel often, I'm like, you're going to be... You you know, should the Lord tarry, you're going to be a father one day. Yeah. And so you need to start learning how to be a man. Yeah. And not, you know, he's eight. But take out the trash without being asked. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know that that's something that needs to be done. Do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're raising. Uh, there's a saying that says you're not raising boys. You're raising men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. I ha- I'm a boy mom. But you're not raising girls. You're raising women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 So ask the Lord, what instructions would you have for me to govern this child? Yeah. And uh, stick with it. When God tells you a thing, do it. It's sometimes hard. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And it takes you pressing in to the power of God to be able to fulfill what God wants you. Like you have to stay connected to him. And so when you say, ask God for the instructions, what do you think makes it so hard for people to actually follow through with doing it the way that God would want them to do it? Um, I can only speak for myself. Sometimes I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, like, that's why I say tap into the power of God that, that he has for you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you you know, you're operating in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't mean like in a sinful way, but in a in a way that is not spiritual yeah you have to be spiritual yeah and there are some times that i go i'm not like now that i'm not trying to be spiritual but i am operating the flat i'm tired today yeah i don't want to tap into the power of god yeah. because i want to sit yeah i'm tired and mm-hmm. i want to veg out but there is a power that you can tap into that yeah. you don't know you got until you actually do yeah Mm-hmm. And so you actually tap into it. So mm-hmm. for me, I sometimes I think I'm lazy. Sometimes I feel like I'm I'm not. Ta- I feel like that's probably most moms. We do so much. Most parents, you know, even even fathers like Mario, he works yes. all day. And depending how his work day was like, he can come home and be like, I wish you guys would just behave. Yeah. Yeah. Like just behave. Please. Um, but the thing that we were watching earlier, the sermon, he was talking about how Sometimes parents, what would what he say? We risk too little. Yes. And I think that is sometimes it too. We don't list, we don't quite do what we know we should do sometimes. Yeah. Because like he said, a lot of times parents are afraid to hurt their kids' feelings. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes giving those instructions, yeah. it, it's, it's. Samson, you may not drink any wine. You may not cut your hair, but I want a short haircut. You're not to cut your hair. You should not be with that woman. His his father enabled him with that one. Bottom line, a parent. 
a parent enabled it. You should not be. So there are certain things that we know from the Lord that we should not do. But it, nowadays, it's very, it's all about, you know, not hurting anyone's feelings. Uh, yeah. You know, making sure you're not, you know, overdoing it with your children, provoking them. And they, they twisted that. Yes, they did. They perverted that. And very much perverted it. And it's it's not about, you know, provoking them or. Provoke them to good things. Good works, the Bible says. Yes. But this man of God was saying, we risk too little with our kids. We mm -hmm. risk too little. We don't want and to hurt them. And we pay too little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, anything that's good in God costs you something up front. Yeah. You pay too little when it comes to your kids. And I, I mean, like, you're not willing to, to, to let it cost you something. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing for me occasionally. Like, I'm, no, I want my, I want to, I want to scroll my phone yeah like i want to let my mind go blank i don't want to be engaged right now mm -hmm. i don't want to have a focused effort on helping you learn how to draw make a computer yeah a fake computer mm -hmm. i don't want to mm -hmm. uh but for for instance just just for valentine's day my husband wanted us to go like have this whole day out to eat a movie and all these different things for valentine's day and it just so happened that the day that he had plans to do this, uh, my my one daughter and my youngest son oh. <laughs> were having it out. Uh, and they were going to go over to their cousin's house. So And they don't often get to go to their cousin's house. So this was like really cool to them. They were going to go see their cousins that they don't often get to see. They were so excited for this. But my one girl and my son, youngest, was having it. It was such a bad day. From the moment we woke up. And I'm like, listen, guys, you want to go to your cousin's house, right? But you will not if you behave this way. My oldest son comes over to visit for lunch. He sees that it's like crazy at home, mm -hmm. right? And he hears me throw out this threat. If you don't stop it, you're not going to your cousin's house. And I, and I, in my head, I'm also like, what am I going to do? Because Mario has all these plans for yeah. us for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like, this is, we don't do things like that. We yeah. don't have time to enjoy each other. So that's going to suck that we can't be out for this many hours. Yeah. Uh, because you don't know how to get it together, kids. Mm -hmm. Get it together. And it kept going. And it was one thing after another. One stupid fight after another. After another. After another. My husband comes home from work and I say to him, we can't allow it. Yeah. We can't allow them go to their cousin's house. Yeah. And he's like, I have all these plans. And I go, it sucks. Mm -hmm. But they cannot. Yeah. And so we have to, uh, you know. Their consequence is almost like a consequence for you as well. But if they need to, but if I'd rather teach them a thing. Yep. That's going to shape them and mold them to be good people. Yeah. That's going to be a good God lesson. Yep. You know, I'd rather do that because uh, they're, the, you know, I'm somewhere different in life. Uh, Yeah than they are yep. and so right now they need that god lesson so that they could be better people in life yes and so mario's like that that stinks but i said no and i tell him everything that they did yeah and then you realize at the end of the day you can't go and you all had to stay home my husband and i just went out to eat and that's it and we all had to stay home and they had nothing for that weekend yeah you were you were all done mm -hmm. all done because of the behavior that the one had we could have caved so that we had our lovely weekend right but then that wouldn't have been a God lesson for them. Exactly. It wouldn't have been a God lesson. That was like the one time um, I think I was painting my, my new bedroom. And so I was painting it. And I think my mom was like, oh, do you want me to just take them? 
And I was like, yeah, sure, take them. So she came to come pick them up. But in the meantime, my youngest threw some kind of fit, and I can't remember what it was about. Um, and he's not typically the one who's who's being stubborn, but he was. And uh, she stayed for maybe 45 minutes hoping that he would turn around his attitude, and he didn't. Uh-huh. And so she left, and she took my oldest to the store, and I was like, I'll, you know, I'll give him a little bit of time just to see if he turns it around, and he didn't. No. And was that when he actually had it going on for a few days? I, f- I feel like you told me something, and it was like even the next day, and I, I was like... I can't, I can't remember for sure, like, because, you know, they all end up blending together but uh she messaged me and said hey is he better and i said no he's he will not be sleeping over Mm -hmm. and so i had he had i had to deal with him acting the way he was acting while i'm trying to paint yeah and um you know screaming Mm -hmm. just screaming out of frustration Mm -hmm. i can't remember even what the deal was but um that stunk for me Mm -hmm. but if you discipline your children, if you count the cost now, if you if you invest now, you're going to reap a harvest of righteousness, the Bible says. Yeah. So invest now. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Yeah. Because then you'll actually have something to harvest in the future. If you don't sow anything, if it doesn't cost you anything, yeah. if you're not willing to sacrifice anything right now and mm-hmm. actually follow the instructions of the Lord for your child, you'll have nothing to reap later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll have nothing. Yeah. So so, mm-hmm. so so, mm-hmm. so into your children. Yeah. Mm. We're gonna cut it now because we're almost at an hour. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you for watching us. Go to www.wordontheway.com. Yes, you heard that right. It's a website, and you go ahead to she that. Had so much fun making it. Um, you can click give now. You can click give now. I think that's a button there. And anything that comes in today will be going to uh, celebrate Vanessa for her birthday, March 1st. So that's just like if you want to do that's a you hit click give now goes to buy me a coffee and the link is all there. And uh, anything that you give today, we'll put towards her birthday dinners. What are you talking about? What do you mean? No, it will all go to anything that has to do with outreaches. No, not today. That's not what I said. Okay. Guys, it's warm in her house. I mean, office. I have the window open. That's good. Maybe you're entering into menopause because you're a year older. I rebuke that stuff. I rebuke it too. Second, get behind me. uh, We'll see you next week for more tips on how to be a godly parent. Maybe we'll learn. Bye then. Bye.